Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. All right, so Crystal Caudell is the author of Dangerously Good Historical Romance, with her work garnering awards from Romance Writers of America and ACFW. She is a stay-at-home mom and caregiver, and when she isn't writing, Crystal can be found playing board games with her family, drinking hot tea, or reading other great books at her home outside Cincinnati, Ohio. You can find out more about Crystal at crystalcaudill.com. And your bottle oh, just I, I saw my bottle pop, sorry. <laughs> So just welcome, Crystal. We're excited to meet you today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. So. Yeah. And it's nice to know you're just next door to us, you know, Indiana, you're in Ohio. So, and then I, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but when I read you were a former educator, I had to ask for our listeners, what did you used to teach? I used to teach elementary school. So fourth and fifth grade. It's kind of my sweet spot. I love that. Yeah. Age. So. I liked third and fourth when I was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> there's there is everyone has their little sweet spot in yeah. education so all right so what led you then to become an author um god kicked pulled me in kicking and screaming really um <laughs> i've always enjoyed writing because that's been kind of my escape for handling life um different challenges throughout growing up. Um, but my husband sent me to a writing conference for my 30th birthday. And I was going just because I'm an educator and I like to learn and I wanted to become better. And um, I don't know if you've ever met Hallie or Greg Bridgman. Um, great, Hallie's the author, great couple. Um, but Greg is a former Marine or Green Beret or one of the really scary ones. <laughs> <laughs> He very directly asked me, why aren't you seeking publishing? Um, didn't God give you this story? And then God proceeded to take away all the writing craft um, classes. They all got canceled, the ones that I wanted to go to. And I was forced to go to publishing classes. And I fought him for six months after that before I joined <laughs> the FW. And it's been a journey ever since. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. <laughs> I'm definitely a kicking and screaming author. So not something you would have chosen on your own, right? <laughs> you do what God tells you to do because you can't win against God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so how did you come up with the tagline, dangerously good historical romance? So I'm a huge history nerd. And so I know <laughs> I'm going to be writing historical fiction for as long as God gives me. And um, I don't like straight romance, but I like to have the romance. So I like to have the danger. So I just kind of threw it all together. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of has the double meaning of hopefully it'll be dangerous enough for you to read it through the night and finish it in one sitting. That would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, it definitely had me hooked. I like the mystery part of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your inspiration for the Hidden Hearts of the Gilded Age series? I stumbled across some research on the beginnings of the Secret Service. And actually, they were um, cases written by former Secret Service members, like during that early period. And so I read them and I'm like, you know what, let's have some fun. And so that's where I went. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they do have some facts then oh tons of facts like anything okay. you read about the secret service in there is actual factual information 
from that time period. Um, they started actually in 1864, July. Um, so Abraham Lincoln was killed in April, and the very last thing he okayed was the formation of the Secret Service. Oh, wow. He died several hours later. Um, so as morbid as that is, I find it really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's anything you find in there is really factually true. I did a lot, a lot of research. Well, that's awesome. Cause you, you, I know, I know as the three of us were reading it, we're like, I don't know, is it true? Did she just make it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely true. So wow. that's interesting. So who was the easiest character to write for or to create? <laughs> Can I be a cop out and say the animals? <laughs> characters are so hard to write but i love like the three-legged goat tipsy and blackbeard um, yeah but they were fun and easy but the other characters not so much <laughs> <laughs> so we'll flip it on you then <laughs> who is the hardest character to write for so you haven't seen all of his story yet because his story doesn't come out till May. Um, but Josiah Isaacs, he's the flirty playboy kind of character. And for being a romance author, I'm not a romantic person. Um, <laughs> it's the hardest line for me to write. And um, he was extremely difficult to write an entire book for. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, because he is the very... Um, almost like a rake, right? Like <laughs> He's not as bad as you might think. Um, yeah. As you find out more of his story, I did like him and love his story arc, but he was hard. Yeah. So. Do you find writing the mystery part to be difficult? Um, yes and no. There's a little bit of a naturalness to it for me, just because that's what I grew up reading. Like most of what I read was the mysteries, the adventures. And so I kind of just formed this natural pacing, but forming together all the clues and red herrings and trying to make sure I'm not giving things away, that is really hard. Um, but just kind of put it together and pray it works. <laughs> uh, you do a wonderful yeah. job. That's why I asked because in my writing, I have a little bit of mystery, but I find it difficult to not just like let it out. You know what I'm saying? Like to be too obvious in those little clues, but I couldn't figure out till almost the end, you know, who, who did it, you know, who was like in charge of the rings and That's yeah. Awesome. That makes me feel good. <laughs> book two is more suspense than mystery, but book three is back to the strong mystery line. So okay. just give heads up. We're excited. Like, I cannot wait for, is it? Uh, Counterfeit Hope is yes. Tuesday. Yep. Yes, I'm, we're really, I'm excited. Yeah. I already have it pre-ordered. Oh, ready to go. <laughs> well, remind me and I'll send you the pre-order goodies, so. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, what actors could you see playing each of the heroes in this series? So I'll be a hundred percent honest. I read books. I don't watch movies. I know. <laughs> so I reached out to actually my readers and people I know, and I said, "All right, guys, help me figure this out." And so we came up with a list. And so Hayden from Counterfeit Truth, we put as Henry Cavell. I think he played Superman, maybe. Oh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. 
No. I don't know. I'm not big in the movie either. Yeah, I'm reading like, books most of the time. <laughs> I just kind of looked up who these people were and not like what they played in. But I think I recognize him as like the newer Superman. Not like, oh. not, but like whoever the newest DC comic guy was. Okay. Um, I hope I have that right. And I'm sorry yeah. if I that wrong, Henry, not that you would actually watch this. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> looked it up. That's him. You're right. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then for Felicity, she's a German actress. And it's Elisa Shalott, E-L-I-S-A-S-C-H-L-O-T-T. And okay. she, they said she was from the movie the on Netflix, The Empress or something. Oh, I don't okay. have Netflix, so I don't know. <laughs> so now that I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're not finding her, but <laughs> um, and then for Broderick, we did Jack Whitehall, and who did they? He was in the Jungle Cruise. Oh, um, what is Robert that? That oh, I haven't. What character was he? I don't know. He was one of the younger ones, though. Um, I'm not sure, but Jack Whitehall is who we came. Oh, with. he was the um, I'm looking at if I remember right, he was the brother, I think, okay. to the to the heroine. Oh, okay. I've only seen Jungle Whatever Cruise like when it first came out and once. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> I, hold on to that. That's the one with the rock, right? I have the right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. For Teresa, they did Emma Watson, which oh, okay, Belle and her Hermione and those. Yeah. So, um, I thought, yeah, she's a good fit. Um, for let's see, Andrew, this one I do know. Um, Stuart Martin. So if you watch Miss Scarlet and the Duke, it's the Duke. Um, oh, okay. It's a historical drama that I actually set aside time every week to watch. Um, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. one of the very few ones. He's kind of grumpy and um, he's just got the personality that also fits him. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lou, we did Mila Kunis. So I remember from that oh, second oh. show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's been in since then. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what we remember her from. So good. I mean, good. And she married Ashton Kutcher, so yeah, from the yeah. show. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Josiah, we did Lucas Till. So he played the newest MacGyver. Um, oh, he had kind of that baby face. He's kind mm-hmm. of younger than what Josiah would be, but we were trying to find a blonde baby face. Was kind yeah. Of- um, and then for Gwendolyn, they put Emily Blunt. And I actually knew who she was. Yeah. <laughs> She's old enough for me to know. She's married to the office. Um, I don't remember what she was in, but I actually just know her. Oh, the guy who played. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I'm glad Tiff's here Googling. <laughs> Oh, Google. I'm always here. I, I spent Google. probably three hours trying to figure all this out. Oh, bless them. you. So I was very glad that you didn't like throw that at me off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We did. Um, we did an interview with Karen uh, Whitmire, mm-hmm. and she, we asked the same questions to everyone. But uh, she chose a football player for one of hers, and we were. I didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it worked because that character was supposed to be really big and mm-hmm. um so anyways so you did great you yeah did those great. Are all- <laughs> that is thank you to my readers because yeah. they gave me the names and i googled to say yes or no <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah. all right so what are some spiritual lessons you hope your readers will walk away with after reading this series um, so each one, each book kind of has its own set of lessons. Um, counterfeit love obviously is focusing on love, but the biggest thing I really wanted people to walk away with is no matter what you face, even if everything's taken away, you can trust that God still loves you and that his love is real. Um, I, when I was going through that book, that was also a spiritual lesson I was learning myself. So I was a hard one. Um, book two, uh, counterfeit hope, um, it's where you should put your hope in, um, choosing to hope in the hope of Christ, no matter what you face. Um, even when we accept Christ as our savior, we still have to face the consequences of our decisions from earth, but because we have that hope in Christ, we can still make it through those consequences. Um, so that's a really big one for me there. And then with counterfeit faith, it's, that doubting doesn't make you an unbeliever. Um, Doubting is you should take it to God and he will accept it willingly and he will help you face those doubts and help you become a stronger believer after. So, so. I like those. I like those. And I'm just going to say, I love the book club kits that you've created for each of your books because I think they kind of help flush those ideas out too through the questions so that's the hope (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell us um about some more projects that you're working on or um so there's a Christmas novella set coming out in fall uh mid-September I think is what I've been told and it's with Kara Putman and Angela's Angela Ruth Strong, and um, it follows one single family line, like mine's the historical Gilded Age line, um, and it's the Weisman, it's a German family, Weise, W-E-I-S-E, so we had fun oh, yeah. with that, um, and actually the heroine is Josiah's sister, so you get to see a peek at Josiah, okay. so I kind of tied that in, um, and then Kara's is a World War II timeline, and then Angela's is a contemporary timeline. So it's really neat to get to see that family legacy. Um, yeah. They're all following that. And then I've turned in a proposal to my um, agent and hopefully to the publisher. So we'll see where that goes. I'm afraid to say anything quite yet because I don't know. Sure, sure. I understand. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, I do have a quick question oh, okay. though, before you go to the next one, because your next book takes place in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with the name of that town? So Stendhal's an actual town in this middle of nowhere, like small. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it's literally so small. It's just, I, so on my website, my bonus content, there's where you can go and see pictures that I actually took when I stopped by on my way to the conference, ACFW conference this fall. Um, so it's like 
super, super tiny and pretty much abandoned. Um, but I couldn't use Stendhal itself, even though back then it was kind of big. It had a hotel, it had a bank, it had like everything you needed for that area. Um, it's none of it there still. Um, mm-hmm. it's like dead now. But I, since it was German based, I kind of looked up Stendhal Germany and then found, a, or no, it was the founder of Stendhal came from Landcrest, Germany. Like Landcrest is an actual place in Germany. So I okay. stole the name and stuck it. Oh, okay. Cause see, I looked up the name. The is it Landcrest? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I looked up like, there is no <laughs> there is none. I mean, born and raised in Indiana, I've not seen all of it yet, right? Right. So. <laughs> um, real. I had to make up a town for Landcrest. Okay. Okay. I, that I tried sense. to make it believable as far as the name. So yeah, we were just really excited to see that it was in Indiana. I'm always <laughs> always excited to see that. <laughs> Actually, from a real case that happened in the area. Um, oh, really. Yes, there was a gang of counterfeiters who took over like three counties or four or five counties. And so the Secret Service teamed up with the U.S. uh, Marshals to end them. So, oh, around what was he like? Gangs from Chicago used to come down here. Oh, yes. Um, Have you heard of Northwester? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, who was the famous um, bank robber? Oh, I know. I can see. I can, see I can right. picture him, and I, they've done movies on him and everything. No, no. Al- Jesse James. No. Al Capone. Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. Is that right? Al Capone was the mafia gang member, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. I can't remember which one it is now, but he was no. He was very well known. Um, he had a. Like I'm going to have to look it up now because he has a hideout over just like 10 minutes from my house here. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he did have, he did. I'll yeah. deny more. So like we have that kind of history around us, but I didn't realize we had that in Indiana too. Oh like, yeah. Not really something you want to tout. <laughs> <laughs> I love finding criminal history. It's wonderful. <laughs> there's like a, there's a, a paddle boat still. Mm-hmm. It's called the Dixie that goes around um webster lake and that's part of the like they tell you the history of the lake and different things so when they get to that part of the lake they point out the house and gotcha it's terrible i haven't i can't remember is it al capone i am we'll have to google it's a very famous like everybody knows them yeah in the 40s maybe yeah al capone i think Yeah. yeah I'll have to look that up and let you know. <laughs> I can't remember. I would like to know. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are there other authors or books you would recommend for our listeners who enjoyed your Hidden Hearts of the Gilded Age series? I would definitely recommend Grace Hitchcock. She, especially her um, like White City and Grey Chamber, they're crying, the true crime books that came from Barber. Um, she writes lots of great other stories, but those are more of her criminal, darker based ones. Um, Michelle Greek, love all of her books. Um, I want to be her when I grow up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Erica Vetch Mm -hmm. writes in a different time period. She's more Regency. Um, and Michelle does England as well for the most part. 
Um, but they all are very good suspense mystery. Um, Elizabeth Camden, I love her books, just so rich with history. And she just does it so well. She's another one I want to be like when I grow up. So <laughs> those are probably my top four that I would recommend. Okay. I like that. I was trying to write them down as you were saying. <laughs> so how can our listeners then connect with you further? So the best way is probably my newsletter. Um, and you can go to my website to get to that. And I have a blog and reading challenge and um, a book club even that I do. Um, and you can find information about all that on crystalcoddle.com. And then um, Facebook is honestly where I hang out the most. So um, Facebook, if you look up Crystal Coddle author, that'll get you to my page. And then I have an actual reading group that you can join. And I try to hang out there quite a bit. So oh, I did sign up for your newsletter and I do enjoy those when they come through <laughs> and really excited that you're your I don't know if it's exciting for you, but that your publication date got moved up to May of this year. I don't know if that probably puts you on a little time crunch, but it, I'm excited for the readers and I'm, I'm honestly excited for myself, but I didn't find out until the beginning of January. So I've been kind of in a rush trying to figure out the marketing aspect. Mm. So that's been harder, but other than that, it's been great. Oh, and I wrote the novella for in between counterfeit hope and counterfeit faith because it was supposed to come out before counterfeit faith. So now they're releasing kind of timeline out of order. Oh, okay. so that I'm kind of disappointed about, but. So when does the novella come out then or do they September. not? Okay. So. Oh yes. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's still September. Okay. So you get to see Josiah again, but it was before he's married. So. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll keep swooping back so that we can catch all of them. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. So. Thank you. <laughs> we might have you back on too. So <laughs> I would be honored and appreciative. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we loved it. I, I really enjoyed just connecting with you. Um <clears throat> So thank you so much for being on our show and <clears throat> excuse me for taking three hours to research <laughs> actors and actresses for us. It was interesting. I, I mean, it was, I realized that all the actors and actresses I know are now very old. I know. <laughs> like you did a really great job with it. You did. Your they readers were awesome for that. They're very good. I'm very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Hello, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. We'd love to connect with more readers like you and share inspirational stories with them. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.